Welcome to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast Monday through Friday where we encourage you to listen in wherever you're at and hear the Word of God and the truth preached. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. This week, we're airing a message entitled, Hard Things to Understand. If you would like to hear this message again or any other message from Treasure Valley Baptist Church, please stay tuned until the end of today's program for more information. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Paul tells Timothy here, study to show yourself approved unto God, that's foremost, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. But I want you to look at that last phrase there in verse 15, rightly dividing, rightly dividing the word of truth, rightly dividing the word of truth. What does that mean? Rightly dividing the word of truth. Uh, do you take, do you take the word, uh, uh, apostle and, and break it into uh, syllables? Is that what he's talking about? Rightly dividing the word of truth? Well, obviously, no, that's not the case. Uh, what it comes down to, folks, is we need to understand that God teaches us in two principal ways. Now, he teaches us in other ways as well, but two principal ways. And it's very simple. First, by similitudes. You say, what's a similitude? Things that are alike. Uh, if we understand something very simple, God can help us understand something a little more complicated in the spirit world by comparing it to something that it's like in the, in the natural realm. Uh, let, let me, let me give you one of these here. Uh, many of Christ's parables were similitudes. Now, the other way he teaches us is through contrasts, contrasts. And, uh, someone once said, D.L. Moody one t- time said, if you want to show that a stick is crooked, lay a straight one next to it. And you look at the two and you go, wow, that looks crooked. Whereas previously it might not have looked that crooked, but next to a straight stick, it does. So that would be by, by contrast. So let's look at a couple of these real quickly here. Uh, Christ, uh, 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 parables sometimes were by similitude. Go to Matthew chapter 12. Now, like I said, we're going to do some Bible study. So I'm going to ask you to turn through your Bibles. Um, Matthew chapter 12, Matthew chapter 12, and take a look at verse 38. The Lord Jesus Christ, here the Bible says, certain scribes and Pharisees answered saying, Master, we would see a sign from thee. Now, you know, on the surface, it, that seems all innocent. We, we, we'd we like to see a sign. But in light of all the signs they had already seen that they wouldn't believe, that was wickedness. That was a demand that went beyond. And and we know this for a fact by the way Jesus responded to the request. But he answered, verse 39, and said unto them, An evil and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign. And there shall no sign be given to it but the sign of the prophet Jonas. Now, what was he saying? Look, you've gotten sign after sign after sign already. And so for some of you, because he's going to give them more signs, but for some of you, Here's the only last sign that's going to amount to anything for you. And he knew they'd reject it. He said here, he said, there should be no sign be given to it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas, verse 40, for as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. So what's he talking about here? Well, he's talking about his, his resurrection. And verse 41, the men of Nineveh shall rise in judgment in this generation and shall condemn it because they repented at the preaching of Jonas and behold, 
a greater than Jonas is here. So uh, notice he uses in verse 40, for as Jonas, for as Jonas, Jonah, for as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly. So in other words, he's saying, he's saying, I'm, I'm going to be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. He's implying the resurrection because, because Jonas got out of the, the whale's belly, didn't he? Amen. So he's, he's, he's teaching him something by saying, as Jonas, verse 40, for as Jonas was three days. And a lot of Christ's parables are like that. They're a matter of similitude. Uh, let's look at another example. Flip back a few pages of Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. We're talking about rightly dividing the word. And sometimes God uh, teaches by similitudes. Christ often taught by similitudes. Uh, chapter 5, and take a look at verse 13. Now, this isn't a parable, but this is a similitude. Look at verse 13. Ye are, ye are, you are, okay? He's trying to help them understand who they are in him uh, because they're different than most people look at themselves out in the world. So he says here in in uh, verse 13, he says, ye are the salt of the earth. Ye are the salt of the earth. Um, salt in the first century, salt in the day of Christ, uh, carried a different connotation than we would think of salt. Most of the time when we think of salt, it might be something that goes in the softener for the water. It might be something that's used to melt the ice during the winter so someone doesn't slip. It's obviously something that is on the table that can be used uh, on the food. It's, it's, it's used to cook the food. It's used to preserve meat. But salt was literally a currency. You've heard the expression, someone who's worth his salt, worth his salt. That comes from this era. There were literally coins that were were formed out of salt. Uh, the Roman highway was called the highway of salt because it 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 facilitated the salt trade. Uh, salt in these days was almost as gold. Now, obviously, it doesn't have the same connotation to us. It's not currency. Uh, soldiers were paid in salt. They were paid in salt. <clears throat> I doubt any of you this Friday, come payday, are going to get salt as your pay. Now, you know, maybe for some reason you negotiated for that and that's what you wanted, but I, I doubt it. I highly doubt it. But notice what he says. He says, ye are, he says, ye are the salt of the earth. So he's, 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 he's making all kinds of analogies that we're not going to stay here and go through because we could go through them. Salt preserves and, uh, salt can irritate and salt cleanses and, you know, we could go on and on with that. But just for the purpose of our understanding, we're watching him use a similitude here. He's helping us understand who we are in him by referring something that they were very familiar with. You're the salt of the earth. But notice what he says. <clears throat> but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. So they were to be salty and not to lose that. All right, take a look at the very next verse. Look at the next verse. Look at verse 14, another similitude. Ye are the light of the world. Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. So uh, he's talking in the macro here now. He's talking about light in the case uh, of a city. 
Uh, many of you have been on an airplane that landed or took off at night, and you get up in the air and you see all those lights. A, a city can literally glisten uh, with all of those lights. Uh, of course, you know, we're dealing with a different kind of light in the first century here, but uh, same idea. He says, uh, a city that is sit on a hill cannot be hid. Verse 15, neither do men light a candle. So now we're looking at the micro. We went from the macro to the micro. We're bringing it down to the individual, to a home. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. So the common sense, everyday thing, and understanding of something here, this, this candle in the house, obviously somebody doesn't light it and then throw a bushel over the top of it. Uh, it would defeat the purpose of having that light. So again, he's helping them understand who they are to this world. You are the light of the world. And then he talks about a city. And then verse 15, he talks about a candle. And then he says in verse 16, here's the conclusion. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Now, again, we could park right there and spend the rest of the morning there in verse 16. There's so much there. But we're to let our our light shine before men because he's telling us who we are. You're salt. Uh, the value of that is extreme. It's important. It, it drives commerce in this day. It's, it's like currency. And then he says, you're light so people can see. So don't don't cover that light. Let it shine. And, and that they can see your good works, and not so people can say, hey, what a great guy you are, uh, but so they can glorify God. So, so what's he telling us, among other things? And again, I, I, I don't want to digress too far here and get uh, caught up in the weeds here, but uh, the bottom line here is uh, we're not doing works uh, to make ourselves look good. We're doing works to make our Father look good, and therefore we need to do these works in the name of Christ. Let people know who you are. If somebody says, man, I, I, there's something different about you, well, well, tell them why. Amen? Tell them, man, if it wasn't for Jesus Christ, uh, I'd, I'd be a real stinker. And, 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 and any good you see here, it, it's him. You see, that's, that's his light shining, and you're giving him glory and honor. Now, again, these are similitudes. We're told to rightly divide the word of truth. But sometimes, as we already said, uh, teaching in the Word of God will come by, by way of contrast. For instance, you study the Bible and you, you contrast the Jews versus the Gentiles. You study your Bible carefully. You, you don't even have to study it carefully. You, you just read it. Read it one time from Genesis to Revelation and you find out that, that God has uh, something to say about the Jews uh, that's unique to them and, and the Gentiles that's unique to them. Uh, how about this one? The church in the kingdom church in the kingdom. Uh, maybe you don't understand, maybe you do, but we're living in the church age. And we're part of the body of Christ, or also called the church. We want to thank you for joining us today for Treasures of Truth, and it is our hope and prayer that today's program was truly a blessing to you. You've been listening to a message entitled, Hard Things to Understand, by Pastor Rick DeMichael. As we heard in today's message, the Bible is first profitable in doctrine, and should be rightly divided as it says in 2 Timothy 2.15, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. If you are listening here today and you are not saved or are unsure about your salvation, then I encourage you to contact the offices of Treasure Valley Baptist Church at 208-888-4545. 
That's 208-888-4545. As mentioned at the beginning of this broadcast, if you would like to hear this or any other message from Treasure Valley Baptist Church, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org for more information or find us on YouTube and Facebook. We also have a bookstore that is open to the public on Tuesdays from 10.30 to 4.30 and Wednesdays from 8.30 to 4.30. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us for our weekly services. They begin with Sunday school at 9.30 a.m., followed by the morning service at 10.45, a Sunday evening service at 5.45 p.m., and our midweek service on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Our services have nurses available for young children, as well as interactive and exciting programs for all ages, including junior high, high school, and even college-age groups. We hope to see you soon at Treasure Valley Baptist Church, and may God bless you today.